This is Special Chronicles, giving respect and a voice to people with special needs. I shudder thinking how the world can be so cruel. Lend my voice to those who can't. It's time we try. It's time we care. It's time we stand. It starts with a voice. Welcome to the Special Chronicles show. My name is Daniel Spokoski. I'm the founder of Special Chronicles and a Special Olympics Southern Survival International Global Messenger. And on this week's episode, uh, fellow uh, SSIGM Manu and myself both co-present at the Global Forum for Inclusion that was recorded um, from Berlin, Germany during the World Games. And as Special Olympics athletes, we share how sports and leadership training have changed our lives and those in our communities. And so now we're going to go ahead and uh, uh, have you here our uh, session uh, at the Global Forum for Inclusion in Berlin, Germany, right now on SpecialQuanticles.com. Welcome and good morning. We hope you enjoyed the opening session of the forum this morning, and we are excited to have you here with us today. Next slide, please. We have a full agenda for you today. Throughout our session, we will show you how Special Olympics athlete leadership impacts communities. Building from inclusive communities, people with intellectual and developmental disabilities, like you and myself, means reflection and action for everyone. We will share our stories of how Special Olympics has transformed the lives of people with IDD, intellectual developmental disabilities, through year-round sports and leadership training. We will then show you how what we learned and experienced in Special Olympics has made both of us better people, better leaders, and better employees. Once you learn about athlete leadership, you'll discover the urgent need the people without IDD can take to be more inclusive. That's right, Daniel. And I'm Evanuele Dutra. Many people know me as Manu. I'm a Sergeant Shriver International Global Messenger, or SSIGM, from the Latin America region. And I'm Daniel Smukowski from Special Olympics Illinois, and I'm one of three Southern Tribal International Global Messengers from the North America region. And as SSIGMs, we are athlete leaders who have reached the highest leadership role for the movement. With additional training, we serve as spokespeople raising awareness in our communities and educating others about Special Olympics, similar to today at the Forum, Global Forum for Inclusion, and this week at the Berlin 2023 World Games. That's why, when you, and also as SSIGMs, we speak to audiences and journalists about the positive changes that Special Olympics brings about in our lives. We feel empowered. And we are here today to present our stories in Special Olympics and our experiences in athlete leadership. Thank you for attending our session today. We hope you learn about how athlete leadership impacts communities and then the next steps that people without IDD can take to be more inclusive. Yes, and now let's get started. Next slide, please. The first, I'd like to share my story in Special Olympics. The minute I joined Special Olympics, my life was different. Nobody made fun of me anymore. I had a whole new group of friends. I had new goals to strive for. Before Special Olympics, I would come home from school in tears. 
because my schoolmates didn't understand my challenges. I didn't fit into school sports. I did some music, but that was mostly alone by myself, not out of a team. Special Olympics provided team involvement in wearing a, a second family. After four years of, of doing sports, I got involved in athlete leadership and discovered that athlete leadership is also all about teamwork and community. It felt so good to see my skills grow not only in sports, but also my skills in leadership. We'll talk more about this, the athlete leadership and skills training a little bit later. I'm 34 years old. I have two, two jobs. First, my weekly podcast and podcasting platform called Special Chronicles. And my other job is looking for United Airlines at Chicago Hotel International Airport. As a service ambassador at United Airlines, we assist customers with directional information. We greet customers, help passengers to check in, check bags, check passports, and other jobs. But what I really do at United is that I help people. I'm kind to people, I ease people's stress, I care, it's easy for me. I would not have had this job as a service ambassador at United Airlines or the skills without special electives. It's because of the athlete leadership and sports training that I both gained the confidence and then the skills needed to be successful in this job. Special Olympics and athlete leadership has helped me to be more comfortable. That is the impact of that athlete leadership has had on my life. In both of my jobs, the most important thing is communication with people. Communication has always been my biggest struggle, but also my biggest passion. In both of my jobs, I really need to listen how to other people's stories. In sports, I've learned to listen to both my coaches and my teammates. Athlete leadership is not just about public speaking. It's much more. It's also about listening, creating, planning, and organizing with athletes, staff, community members, and corporate partners. I really love these opportunities to listen to people and to work with them. And you, what about your story, Special Olympics? I have a story very similar to you, Daniel. When I joined Special Olympics, I saw a world full of possibilities. I was a very shy person. I couldn't even present schoolwork in front of the class because people used to make fun of me. I couldn't make friends because I was scared of people not liking me as who I am. The only friends I made during the school years when they needed to move to a different school, I moved with them, so I was not being alone. I was already practicing sports with people with intellectual disabilities, like me in a Brazilian organization since I was seven years old. And I didn't see myself as a leader I am today. today. Special Olympics came into my life in 2013, when Special Olympics Brazil came to my city to deliver a training to physical education teachers in my city, and they invited the organization I was involved with to demonstrate a soccer match. Since this day, I saw something different was going to happen, not only in my life, but also in my teammates' lives. And two years later, we participated at the 2015 World Games in Los Angeles, and we earned the bronze medal in unified 5A side women's football. First time representing my country internationally. It was a dream come true. And after that, I've represented my country several times in sports and leadership roles, 
as an athlete in SSIGM. One of the opportunities I had was being one of the five panelists at the United Nations in 2019 to talk about the importance of sports and inclusion for people with intellectual disabilities in different areas. It was the first time ever panel discussion made only by people with ID in the United Nations. And with the knowledge I have gained in Special Olympics, I see how important it is when people believe in you. Seeing my fellow athletes learning and thriving in several areas makes me want to work more because I know how important it was for me in the beginning. And now I'm 26 years old and I work as a consultant for Special Olympics International, building resources for athlete leadership and unified leadership trainings. I feel more confident around people, giving a speech, delivering a training. I'm also improving my English and Spanish skills because it is important in my work to be able to speak multiple languages. And sports have taught me that the teamwork is better than when we are doing things for ourselves. Because we can listen to different ideas and opinions, we learn how to build relationships and create an inclusive environment where we can all succeed. Next slide, please. As we just shared with you, our stories in Special Olympics showcases the importance Special Olympics has had on both of our lives. We talked about the impacts and lessons we learned through year-round sports and leadership training. And coming up, we are talking about how the very popular game of dominoes relates to Special Olympics, athlete leadership and inclusion in the community. This shows how you both use communication and teamwork in your stories. We will provide you an opportunity to see that there is an urgent need for inclusion of people with and without disabilities. And now we have displayed some dominoes pieces on tables and we would like you to, to ask to stand up and go to see those dominoes pieces and you can choose which table you want to go. And take a look at all different sizes of dominoes and you have five minutes and you can discuss uh, between your, there's some dominoes, if you are on, 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 each table. on each table, you can go there and see the differences, the sizes and colors, and you can discuss how, if it's possible to still play domino or not, using those pieces. And, and you, you don't have to know how to play dominoes, but if, if you want, you can ask someone else in the room who knows. We'll, we'll discuss after how this relates to our session uh, after you go to the tables. And if you don't have any dominoes at your tables, you can um, go uh, uh, move, move closer to, to uh, uh, tables if they have dominoes. Support for Special Chronicles comes from listeners like you. As an independent public media podcast, Special Chronicles will always be there for you. Now we're asking you to be there for us. As a nonprofit independent media organization, we can only make programs like Special Chronicles with listener support. Our programs provide weekly, candid, honest, and inspiring conversations about the people with disabilities community that creates awareness, support, and advocacy within each week's episode. Listeners tell us our shows are an enjoyable and necessary podcast for the intellectual and developmental disability community and everyone else who is able to listen to stories about life from a different angle. Please, if you and your family love our weekly podcasts, Make a one-time, monthly, or annual gift of thanks today. Support this podcast at specialchronicles.com slash give. That's specialchronicles.com slash give. We're not just athletes. We are the ambassadors of an uprising. Peaceful protesters. In a rebellion against anyone who has a fear of difference. Difference. 
difference. Our demands are equality, 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 dignity, 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 and the recognition of our shared humanity. We will not stop or accept anything less. Today, our world is more divided than ever, and coming together has never been more urgent. The revolution is inclusion. Find out more at jointherevolution.org. And we'd like to discuss a few questions about the dominoes. The first question, if you are going to play the game, would you still be able to play the game with different pieces you saw on the table? Yes. Does anyone want to share? Does anyone? Okay. Yes. Um, you have different numbers, different numbers. Each domino has two numbers on it, one set of numbers on one side, one on the other side. This one is five dots, so that's number five. This one has no dots, so that's blank. So you have two options, either player five or blank. So you put on this domino, you search for another domino with either a five or a blank. So you search for something that can match. So this one has five on this side, six on this side. So you match back the five to the five. And you will continue. Now you have the option to either play six or six dots on this side or a blank. You search for another domino with either of those. This one has the double six or, or 12. You match that double six to the six on that side. And you will continue searching now for six or blank. This one has two and blank. So now you have the option to play the two to the two. So you're always matching back something to match back to something that um, is like this. And you, you, you continue the game until um, somebody wins or the person can finish or you have no more options. So you continue matching back to find light dominoes or light numbers. Yeah. So you were still able to play? Yeah, yeah. yes, I was still All able right. to play. Something that we were discussing at the table is the fact that the domino pieces are like different size, different colors, so they are perceived as different, but they're like the same value. And they connect each other, both in the same size, but also with different pieces. So we were making a reflection on the fact that like, uh, some things can be different or perceived different, but the value is exactly the same and the connection is nevertheless worthy. So it was sort of inspiring this thought. Yeah. Wow, that was great. Thanks for sharing. So what does this have to do with special effects and inclusion? Anyone want to show? My name is Mirto Chison from Special Olympic Nigeria. It has to do with um, like variety and species of people with and without intellectual disabilities coming together as a unified nation and um, and an inclusion society for a better community and a better world. Um, I would say that we're not all the same shapes and same sizes as everyone else, but everyone as a person brings value, and together, and when we come together, we make up we make up a whole. So that so our differences kind of bring us together in a way. Yeah, yeah, that's that's. Exactly right. Um, that people share uh, all the dominoes are able to relate to inclusion and and how we all in, interact with each other in Special Olympics. Yes, good job, guys. You got it. You got it very well. And then this is because inclusion is supposed to be as simple as that, as simple as a domino game. When we include a person with intellectual developmental disability in our community, workplace, school, any sports team, everyone feels valued and accepted. Yeah, that's right. And, and when the exclusion happens, we are not allowing people to be themselves. 
we all have different abilities from each other, just like the dominoes have different numbers and different sizes, but we, we, are, we can still be a part of society. We can still play the game, whether it's the game of dominoes or, or in our sports or, or, just, or just in society. And we'll still be able to be part of the same game. Yes, and we can all uh, we will be all different ability levels and still be a part of the a community. Like you, just, you guys just shared. You guys were very good. A round of applause of you guys. Next slide, please. Coming up, we'll talk about how athlete leadership can play a critical role in helping everyone to understand how we can include people of different abilities to be part of society. Through our leadership and skills curriculum, you will see how there are many different roles, and many may even surprise you. Yes, that's right. With the Special Olympics, athlete leadership can be many, many things. For example, leading a meeting or of other athlete leaders, doing a meeting greet with corporate partners, it could be a writing a blog article. That's why right. it, it could also be hosting a podcast. It could be jumping into a lake at a polo plunge or other fundraising events. It could be giving a thank you speech to law enforcement or other sponsors. It could be coaching a sports team. We needed a graduating curriculum to learn the skills to fulfill these many varied roles and opportunities. Next slide, please. So let's go ahead and dive into the leadership and skills curriculum that you see on, on the screen that, that we're going to dive into. For me, Special Olympic Sports gave me the skills I needed for athlete leadership, but not everything. And that's where the, this training curriculum is essential. When I started in athlete leadership, it was before all of this curriculum was developed. I, I attended and benefited from the introductory training, and I also had some advanced training with, with, which incorporated the understanding emotions, the engaging with others, managing time, and leading discussions. Since then, the curriculum has expanded to include a module on unified leadership, which we'll talk more about in, in a, a few minutes. And nowadays, once an athlete competes, completes the core and advanced modules, as you can see, they are then considered a certified athlete leader. Each special Olympic athlete is different. Some may want to be an athlete representative, sharing the ideas of other athletes. to improve programming, while others may want to become a coach, helping other athletes get, get better at those sports. While there may be others that want to give speeches and spread those story far and wide. But to fulfill these roles within Special Olympics, we all need the proper training. For myself, in the athlete representative role, I've co-chaired my local athlete leadership council meetings. Athlete leadership council, for, the, for those of you who may not know, is a forum for athletes to, to provide feedback to program staff and leadership and give input to changes within the organization. In the event coordinator role, I've helped plan leadership academy events I'm here in 
Berlin in the Southern Triangle International Global Messenger World, leading sessions like, like this one that we're doing today, and giving speeches throughout the week. In the Health Messenger World, I've been trained and hosted a few health podcast series. As you can see, everyone is different. So it's good that we have different roles within the movement. Athletes should have different roles because everyone should be given an opportunity to showcase their talents beyond sport. And that's inclusion. And it's good that Special Olympics recognizes that we athlete leaders need to have a different skill development. Personally, since I've been a SSI GM, I've had bits and pieces of the personal and professional development, and I've also learned from experiences as an athlete leader and as an SSI GM. All of the training and experiences together have helped me every single day in my jobs. For example, while working at Ohio International Airport, and I want to help passengers who have a problem, I remember that athlete leadership has taught me to make good eye contact with the person, which reinsures that I care and I listen really well because many people have challenges with communication. Another example is when I'm podcasting, I've learned that it, it pays to be really well prepared with notes, ideas, and topics to talk about with the guests, and to have facts ready. And again, to be generally interested in the person that I'm having a conversation with. Because everyone is special and variable. I look forward to learning and experiencing from the newly developed Unified Leadership, which again we'll, we'll talk about in a few moments. Manu, do you want to share how the athlete leadership and skills program has impacted your life? Sure, Daniel. In Special Olympics, I learned how to write a speech, manage my time, lead discussions, and to be confident delivering my message through my voice and experiences in life. When I started being an athlete leader, we didn't have the enough leadership curriculum. So I had the opportunity to help building the curriculum so many other athlete leaders could learn the new skills. And as an athlete leader, I had opportunity to give a speech at the Unified Cup opening ceremony in Detroit last year. I was able to be the chair of the NAFLE Leaders Council in Brazil, to be one of the panelists at the United Nations in New York, and to deliver the unified leadership training for companies and many others. These opportunities were important for me because they helped me to express myself better, to overcome social fears, such as speaking to a large group of people, and also to discover a new passion that would not only be beneficial for me, but also to many people that are struggling with lack of opportunities to express themselves. We have worked hard on the content, activities, and training. Many athletes are having the opportunity to be trained not only for athlete leadership in Special Olympics, but also developing skills they can use for their lifetime in different areas. And for example, some skills I learned and helping me outside Special Olympics are engaging with others, understanding emotions, and managing my time. I'm still enhancing my social abilities as making new friends. But managing my time between work and personal schedules helping me to have a life with more quality. Also understanding my emotions has helped me to express how I am feeling and being open to share them when I need. Athletes are showing interest in learning new skills. They see us as an important opportunity. Every day, we are delivering the message about people with IDD, giving opportunities for us athlete leaders to be leaders in action, to have real inclusion. Then athletes are developing leadership skills 
but they also need opportunities to practice these new skills, which lead us to the final portion of the training, where people without IDD can help facilitate this change in your countries and programs. And next slide, please. In giving you an overview of the active leadership and skills program that, that we just shared with you, we have shown you how what we have learned through the athlete leadership training has helped us to be better leaders in the community. And coming up, we are talking about the importance of the inclusion movement has within Special Olympics in our communities. We hope you will understand how because of app leadership, inclusion is a natural part of how we impact our communities. Next slide, please. So let's go ahead and dive into unified leadership. And you'll learn how, because of uh, at the leadership, this is why we need inclusion and unified leadership. Some of you here today in, in the room have intellectual disabilities, and some of you do not. Athlete Leadership is a program and training series for people with IDD. But that means nothing if we don't change the attitudes and behaviors of people without, without IDD. So they are more open to working with us. And unified leadership means turning the attitudes of people without IDD from unconscious bias against people with IDD like us to conscious inclusion. This is done so the attitudes of people without IDD can lead to conscious actions to and turn and bring about meaningful inclusion. That's right. When you and also unified leadership asks everyone without IDD to recognize any potential biases or assumptions of people with IDD and require that they take actions to create meaningful inclusion in their teams, organizations, families, and communities, and especially in, in the workplace. And we'll have a concrete example of that in a minute of what meaningful inclusion people with IDD, like Manu and myself, lo looks like. And unified leadership is important because without it, the many and varied talents of people with IDD do, do not get noticed, and then the organization, company, community, and the world miss out. Next slide, please. So, let's dive in and let me share with you how my story in unified leadership. But first, let me give you an example of a lack of unified leadership in the workplace. I had a previous job where I was hired to work night uh, shifts and to start the shows. First, there was no one to train my coworkers to work with me as someone with IDD. I was thrown to the wolves who would make fun of me. I also did not feel valued or respected when the supervisor would frequently cut short my shift and send me home at 1 a.m. knowing I was on a bicycle and the streets were very dangerous in the middle of the night. So to contrast the non-inclusive story that I just shared with you, let me sh share with you a good inclusive story. Now here's an example of a stellar, unified leader. Captain Joe Mills, a Washington DC chief pilot with United Airlines, works with me on joint projects, but also has befriended me. Personally for me, Joe makes me feel included by listening to me. Joe sees me for my abilities and skills beyond the sports sphere. From being a guest on, on my podcast to asking 
to, to Joe asking me to moderate town hall events with her. She makes me feel included. One of the events that Joe asked me to host is a question and answer session with a leading autism advocate and professor, Temple Grandin. Joe even asked me on the phone to make sure that I was comfortable with my job. Outside of both of our regular day jobs at United, we both serve on a group called Bridge, which is one of United's diversity, equity, and inclusion groups. Our group primarily serves as allies of the disability community. We speak to people at internal workshops about inclusive employment at United. We work together on what to say and make sure that everything we do has input from me and other staff with the IDD. And Manu, do you want to share an example of a non-inclusive and good inclusive stories in your life? Yes, Daniel. So I also have an example of what could be done better if people took the time to better understand me and others like me. I used to work on a company from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. Monday to Friday, having only one task, grabbing the printed copies out of the printer. I worked on the human resources department, and they needed a lot of copies. I should be quick grabbing those copies. The printer was outside of the room. I needed to go downstairs, open a gate, cross in the street, open another gate to go to the printer room and grab all of the printed copies. And sometimes they used to call me, telling me to wait a little bit more because more copies were coming out of the printer. So I should be waiting there standing. If it was raining, I should put the copies inside an envelope and under my shirt, or ask someone to lend me an umbrella. If it was sunny and 30, 30 degrees Celsius plus, I also should go to grab the copies. The room I used to work has six desks, and mine was right in front of the air conditioning. And the right side of the door, uh, so if anyone needed to come inside to say something, the heat came straight to my direction. I used to have a cold every week. It was a daily routine. I didn't want to go back there on the next day because I started to have anxiety and too much stress because they didn't care about my abilities. I felt that they gave me tasks that no one else wanted to do. They didn't ask me if I liked to work on the task that was assigned to me, or if I wanted to learn something new, or if I was doing well. I know how to use a computer. I also can speak Portuguese, English, and Spanish. I didn't quit that job because I needed it. I still had bills to pay. I had some things I wanted and needed to buy. I had dreams. I am a person just like everyone else. So why not treat me like a normal employee? It would be nice if they asked me I was, if I was comfortable doing only one task or also asking me my abilities so they could be more helpful. Now, nowadays, I am working currently for Special Needs International as a consultant for leadership organization development team. I feel that I'm important. They ask me what I would like to learn. They ask me to lead projects and presentations. We have weekly calls to check how I am and discuss my agenda. We have monthly meetings with the whole team to recognize the hard work everyone is doing. We have professional development calls with some trainings. And once a year, we see the whole team together in person. And the way they treat me in Special Olympics makes me feel part of a family, taking care of each other, Recognize our abilities, respecting above all. Next slide, please. We just share with you how good, how our good, inclusive, and non-inclusive leadership stories are. That's why people without IDD should care and about what they can do to build a unified leadership. Coming up, 
will take all of what we've learned in this session today and reflect upon on how to live it. Next slide, please. We have shared with you a little bit about our experiences in Special Olympics athlete leadership. But like us, there are thousands and thousands of athletes having experiences, and we encourage you to get to know them. Listen and hear their stories. That's right. There are many moments in life many of us Special Olympics athletes have faced. People not giving us opportunities or have a non-inclusive behavior that have impacted negatively our lives. And we invite you to get to know a little bit about special effects in your local communities. And as we conclude today, we would like you to take a few moments to write down on your phone or paper and reflect on how you can take what we discussed today and leave it. To do this, we have a call to action for those of you with IDD in the room and those without IDD to reflect upon. For the people without IDD in the room, we want you to listen to our stories. Learn from other people's mistakes when it comes to meaningfully including people with IDD, like Manu and myself, and the other athletes in this room and the thousands of athletes this week uh, uh, here at the World Games and, uh, and across the, uh, across the uh, uh, movement. Don't take things personally when we say we've been used as tokens. Give us the proper training and then let us have the same opportunities others have had the whole lives. We will surprise you. And for people with IDD like us, stop thinking no for an answer. Take not leadership courses, learn new skills, find new roles, advocate for yourself and others because you deserve opportunities to contribute and to lead. Next slide, please. Thank you for participating in our session today. Now we have an overview video on what is athlete leadership, as told by athlete leaders. And we hope this video will encourage you to let us lead. So let's roll the video.
respecting and valuing our experience, our ability to lead, and our capacity to make good choices of our own. We believe in athlete leadership. Because some of you are um, late for, for the, the session, so we're going to present our stories again. So it would be nice to get to know better each other. And go ahead, Daniel. So my story in Special Olympics, the, the minute that I joined Special Olympics, my life was different. Nobody has made fun of me anymore. I had a whole new group of friends. I had new goals to strive for. Before Special Olympics, I had a whole new group of friends. And I had new goals to strive for. Before Special Olympics, I would come home from school in tears because my schoolmates didn't understand Support for Special Chronicles comes from ComEd. Special Chronicles is proud to partner with the ComEd Energy Force Ambassador Program. The Energy Force is the country's first energy efficiency education program designed for and taught by people with disabilities. ComEd is powering lives, and Wary is powering us here at Special Chronicles to keep the lights on and our technology is powered on. As ComEd powers the lives of us, they are literally giving a voice to people with special needs. We thank ComEd for the generous support of our mission at Special Chronicles. Learn more at specialchronicles.com slash ComEd. That's specialchronicles.com slash ComEd. Support for Special Chronicles comes from United Airlines Bridge Disability Business Resource Group. Special Chronicles is proud to partner with United Airlines and the Bridge BLG. Bridge BLG is committed to being an ally for all employees and customers with disabilities. Bridge helps to create internal awareness to keep accessibility needs in mind and partner with key organizations to empower disability inclusion for employment and travel. Bridge, connecting people of all abilities. Book your travel today on United.com or on the award-winning United app. Learn more on United's commitment to, dis- to disability inclusion for employment and travel at specialchronicles.com slash united. That's specialchronicles.com slash united. Special Chronicles is hosted by Podbean Podcast Hosting, the easiest, most affordable option to get started in podcasting. At Special Chronicles, we proudly host our weekly podcast with Podbean and highly recommend you use Podbean Podcast Hosting to get started in podcasting today. Sign up for an unlimited hosting plan and get one month free now to get started in podcasting today today when you visit specialchronicles.com slash podbean. That's specialchronicles.com slash podbean. Our live streams are powered by StreamYard, the easiest way to create professional live streams. StreamYard is a live streaming studio in your browser. Interview guests, share your screen, and much more. Stream directly to Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, and other platforms. Sign up for StreamYard today using our StreamYard referral link when you visit specialchronicles.com slash StreamYard. That's specialchronicles.com slash StreamYard. We hope that you, um, I hope that you all have, um, you know, we hope that you all have enjoyed uh, hearing the session that Manu and I uh, co-presented at the Global Forum for Inclusion. If you want to watch the video, uh, there's a two-part video. Um, the video is divided into into two parts. Uh, it, it, it is on YouTube. We'll put a link in the show notes on specialchronicles.com for this episode 534. So just look in the show notes below. Wherever you listen to this um, on specialchronicles.com, and we'll put a link to the, the two part uh, video uh, version of this session if you want to 
watch us, see some of the slides, and um, and actually see us on location in Berlin, Germany, uh, doing the Global Forum for Inclusion. We'll, we'll, we'll be back next week uh, with, uh, with uh, some more uh, uh, episodes recorded live from Berlin, from the Special Olympics World Games, Berlin 2023. Um, we'll, um, we'll share the presentation that I gave at the Global Youth Leadership Summit, um, uh, talking about storytelling, as well as my speech at the Coca-Cola Luncheon, talking about real magic uh, of, 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 of Coca-Cola and Special Olympics, as well as at the end of the month of July, we'll hear uh, the panel discussion that I led about the documentary film all you, you can hear us noise. So stay subscribed um, uh, to this podcast, Special Chronicles, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SpecialChronicles.com, wherever you get your podcasts, because uh, we have new episodes that will drop weekly. And uh, subscribe to our channel on YouTube, and uh, you can get in touch with us, subscribe to our, uh, our newsletter. All those links can be found in the show notes on SpecialChronicles.com. We'll be back next week uh, with another episode of the Special Chronicles show right here on SpecialChronicles.com. And until then, remember, choose to include. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Special Chronicles podcast. Our podcast was produced by Daniel Smukowski on the Special Chronicles Network. Follow Special Chronicles on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Subscribe, rate, and review Special Chronicles on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Our website, specialchronicles.com, where you can stream our archives of over 500 episodes for absolutely for free. Also, there's a list of our favorites, original series, award-winning columns, and blogs. And sign up for our newsletter to receive exclusive bonus content that delivers your inbox. Again, specialchronicles.com. Special Chronicles is hosted by Podbean Podcast Hosting. Our live streams are powered by StreamYard. Thanks, as always, to our business manager, Adam Smukowski, who always in- encourages us to never give up. I'm Daniel Smukowski, back next week with more stories. Special Chronicles, giving respect and a voice to people with special needs.